0: I have a secret. I wore the wrong foundation for years. Then I discovered Il Maquillage, the boldest new brand in beauty. With 20,000 five-star reviews and 50 shades of flawless coverage, their Woke Up Like This foundation is a bestseller for a reason. It's tough buying foundation online, but their Power Match quiz matched me perfectly. And with Try Before You Buy, you can try your shade free for 14 days. Take the quiz at ilmakiage.com quiz. That's I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com quiz
1: and welcome to episode 4 of My Big Idea, an ASOS podcast. I'm Naomi and we're here with Florence Adepoju, the boss woman behind hip-hop lipstick brand MDM Flow. Florence started her own brand straight out of London College of Fashion. Now, here's her big idea. So, Florence, um, thanks very much for coming into ASOS, um, world-famous canteen, to chat with us today. Um, You're here to talk about your own lipstick, hip-hop lipstick brand, which you started, MDM Flow. I was wondering if you could kind of kick off by sort of telling us a bit about your products and maybe describing what the lipsticks are like and who they're aimed at and things
0: like that. Okay, awesome. So, um, yeah, so I started off with lipsticks. They're in Golden Bullets that I designed. They're kind of a creamy texture, trying to, like, describe it so people can kind of get a feel of it if they've not seen it before. And, yeah, really highly pigmented, and I've got some really, like, crazy colours. I've got a black lipstick, blue lipstick, and then I've got your standard reds and nudes. And I just kind of wanted to create a brand that women could just be really expressive with and like my blue lipstick for example a lot of women came into the store i was working at at the time and were like looking for blue lipsticks and we didn't and no one sold blue lipsticks so it was one of the first colors i created to kind of give girls what they wanted so you're basically
1: working for someone else's makeup counter and that's how you spotted the gap in the market
0: yeah definitely like i've had a really long um kind of experience in the beauty industry i've worked in the beauty industry before mdm flow for about six or seven years working for loads of different brands so i did kind of see the gap and as well as what was out there there were just things that really that were really personal to me like the hip-hop element of it that you just would but never you find guess. yeah
1: so you're only what 24 yeah, now is 24. that right so if you've been working in the industry for six years so that's kind of started off as your Saturday job or first ever job and then you've I take it you've just become more passionate and Trained, trained up.
0: Yeah, well, I started um, working on a counter for Benefit Cosmetics when I was 17. I was in college. I was literally walking past the counter, and the manager like sat me down to like try out some products. And I said to her, "I can't afford anything here," and she offered me a job on the spot. So kind (laughs) of yeah, literally just started by walking past the counter. And at the time, I was like heavily into like my chemistry, and I was gonna like study. Um pharmacy, I think, at university, and yeah, just beauty just took over my life and i went i changed I dropped out um and went into clearing and just changed to kind of go deeper into the beauty industry
1: and um you actually studied a really specific course at university, yeah, is there what was the name of your course? And are there many of that kind around?
0: Um, no, there isn't. I believe that the London College of Fashion is the only institute um, in the UK that have cosmetic science. So I did a BSc in cosmetic science, um, which is a four-year degree. It's a sandwich. They do a year in industry. But I also, I believe now that there are, it's an MSc. So you get a master's on top if you do an extra year. But yeah, it was super, super specific. So you basically studied makeup
1: yeah. for four years. Yeah, and all the molecular compounds and yeah. things like it's that. Yeah, it's a lot of
0: chemistry. Like, so many people dropped out in the first year because you kind of have, like, a biology um, section, a lot of heavy chemistry, just a little bit of, like, formulation and making products. And a lot of people are like, yeah, I thought this was a beauty degree. I'm off kind of thing. But, yeah, it's Oh, really, it's really those technical. people who wanted
1: to be, like, makeup artists and stuff yeah. who were like,
0: oh... <laughs> Um, I can't get yeah I think like a lot of people come onto the degree because they want to start their own brand I definitely think you do something as specific as cosmetic science uh, because you want to start your own brand and then you go through it and then you're totally put off and even midway there were points where I was put off and I was like yeah I'm not I don't want a scientific um, career I'm going to go into marketing so it's been a bit of an up and down journey with it but um, now that you're
1: Head honcho of your own business? Are you pleased that you you did the, the science and not just?
0: Oh yeah, a no, I'm d- I'm definitely definitely glad that I stuck it out. And I like follow a lot of entrepreneurs, and very few get to start businesses in like the field that they studied or the career that they were, kind of went into. So I'm really glad that I had something that gave me a lot of like practical knowledge when it came to starting my product. Because like a big thing right now with my lipsticks is the fact that they're handmade, and if I didn't have my Degree, maybe I wouldn't have the skills to be able to make my own product.
1: Right, you'd have to go to some kind of
0: yeah, I'd have to go to like a manufacturer and it would just cost a lot of money. And I definitely think I would have had a business, but it might have just been a little bit different to what MDM Flow is now.
1: And what about the other girls that you studied with that finished the course? Have a lot of them started their own business or have they all gone to work for L'Oreal and things like that?
0: Well, the thing about cosmetic science is that it's an industry where it's kind of very job rich, you can go in to an entry-level grad position and get a relatively decent job with a relatively decent salary. So right. a lot of people aren't inspired to start their own businesses. So most did kind of go and work off for like labs or for your Estee Lauder's and your L'Oreal's and your P&G's. And I think a few people now, I definitely think by me starting my own business, a few people who are studying it now like are more kind of focused on starting businesses, which I think is really cool. I definitely think there needs to be an ecosystem of new businesses <laughs> in the beauty industry but yeah most just kind of went on and got a job
1: and um, what are your sort of customer base now what sort of girls are buying into MDM flow? Um,
0: it's really varied to begin with I thought that my customers were exactly like me so they were kind of like in their early 20s um, maybe really cash rich because like they had their student loans or whatever <laughs> but um, now I kind of target I did the a, students <laughs> literally, I, literally I thought that that's who my market is but then now I went on a um, marketing course with London South Bank University. They're really cool. And it was like a free digital marketing thing. And they really got me to like use um, Google Analytics to kind of look at my website and look at my social media. And my social media actually says that my um, consumers start from the age of 13. And like my website, it starts at 13 and it kind of goes up until like mid 40s. And oh, I get right. a lot of, so you've got loads of different, yeah, people. It's very varied. And I get a lot of like older women as, as well. I guess some like buying for their daughters or whatever, but some also are like, yeah, this is really cool. And I, even though I may not necessarily be into hip-hop, I just like the fact that it's really different and individual. And I think a lot of older women appreciate their individuality even maybe more so than my younger customers do. And what and what was the kind of intention when you set it up? Because
1: it with the hip-hop theme.
0: Oh yeah, so basically where that came from is the whole time I was studying and working for different counters I really really wanted to work for Chanel that was like oh my goodness the dream job the pinnacle yeah and then I um Got um, some work with Chanel through an agency for their counter, and it was very much you've got to look this way, and our inf- these are our specific influences. And a lot of the um, luxury brands have like your Marilyn Monroe and your Grace Garbo and your Audrey Hepburn as their influences. And I just kind of felt a little bit stuck because my hair was bright red at one point, and I had braids in, and I was just like, "This is not me." I didn't not, identify yeah. with the Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I'm not. I love classic and I think it's brilliant, but. It's just really not me. And I used to also feel that on the counter as well, like some of the younger girls, like I said, the students that had a lot of money, wanted to get some really good quality makeup and they'd come to the counter and they'd feel like you could just kind of see the awkwardness. They felt like they couldn't touch products. And I was like, this is crazy because they have money to spend and they're just not... They're being excluded. Yes. So I was just like, I'm going to make a brand that's just super personal. And like growing up, my influences were hip hop. I was obsessed with um, music videos. Lil' Kim, obsessed with Jennifer Lopez, Alicia Keys. And I was like, I want my brand to just be like all the women I wanted to be when I was young.
1: Amazing. And um, do you kind of get feedback that that's the kind of thing or?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think some people, I think people either really get it or they just don't really get it at all. And so it's been a bit like funny speaking to like beauty journalists and stuff because i've had meetings with um beauty editors who are just kind of like yeah i totally don't get this hip-hop thing but i love your lipsticks, <laughs> and that's nice to hear as well it's nice that people can still enjoy the products even if they're not stuck on what my influences are yeah and it's helped you to create the whole kind of
1: visual identity maybe like your website's super slick you're, yeah. b- you're big Thank on you. instagram and the the, even the little bullet casings. So that's, has that all come from you or did you get a design agency to make it look like that?
0: Oh no, I wish I could afford a design agency. But yeah, no, everything's been like super personal. Like um, my best friend is really cool. Um, she's a photographer. She's a creative director. She designed my logo. So at the beginning it was just us two and we were just kind of like, okay, we want to have a bullet design. So we literally sat in Starbucks on Oxford Street and went through like hundreds of packaging suppliers until we found the one that could get the bullet design. And she had a business, um, a clothing line that she was kind of dissolving and we kind of stole her logo and used that as my logo and, like, switched it up a bit. And She, it was... she had the name or...? Oh, no. So MDM Flow basically stands for Madam Flow. And, like, that's what my mom and some of my friends call me. And it used to be my Twitter handle. Yeah. And then I, I came off Twitter and by the time I went to go back on, I couldn't use Madam Flow anymore. It was taken or they wouldn't let me. So I just took the vows out of the madam and that's <laughs> literally... I am the employer. Oh, okay. Um,
1: And then what about the kind of, not the boring bit of setting up the business, but the practical side of it? I heard that you got some... You won a prize to get some investment or some funding. How did you get the capital together to start the whole
0: thing? Okay, so well, it started off as a university project. So I was making my lipsticks for my dissertation, and then I heard that um, the government had a scheme, startup loans, and my university was one of the providers. And a few people had interest in these lipsticks I was making for my dissertation, and I was like, okay, this is this is people like this, I can make this a business. So I kind of applied for the startup loan, and I was like, Like, if my application is successful, I'll go ahead and make this business happen. And I applied and I had a lot of support from um, LCF. They were really cool. And yeah, I got um, awarded the money, I guess. It's not really an award because it's a loan and I'm paying it back. (laughs) But yeah, so I got the money and I just went poor guns blazing amazing did you get some publicity out of that as well oh yeah definitely like lcf are really well connected so like just the fact that i can put them on my press release really helps because people are like oh london culture fashion like jimmy chu went there we're gonna write about you so
1: oh, i actually went there as well oh, really awesome yeah i did the journalism course though I didn't oh nice I didn't, well i didn't
0: work that hard um well i don't think i worked that hard either on my degree <laughs> but hey
1: but um When you get one of these kind of um, young entrepreneur kind of investment prizes, I guess I've always wondered, um, is it just amazing, like free money or are there any downsides to it or does it put pressure on you or... Um I think it's really
0: one when you, you get what you've got phone to spend phone on well, this is a thing because you do an application and you do like a cash flow and you kind of tell them in your head what you think you're going to spend it on and how much money you're going to get back from it so I think doing the application is fun because it's kind of like be in a business without really being a business. It's like if I have this imaginary money... It's still like a school project. Yeah, it's still a bit of a project. And then when you... I remember getting that call that my application was successful and I was like, oh my goodness, I've just won £10,000 kind of feeling. And then rich. (laughs) Literally. And once that money is deposited into your account, it's kind of like, oh, crap. I don't know what I'm going to do with this money. I don't know how I'm going to make this money make money for me. And then like I blew like two grand on a compressor that till this day I still can't get to work what's a compressor so a compressor is kind of oh, I, I don't really know what it is I know what it is <laughs> but I know I'm going to describe it really badly yeah. but it's just basically a device that I needed that would speed up my making process because it would make my molds make them so, at so a
1: time a piece of manufacturing yeah. equipment
0: yeah so right. I don't really know the technicalities so you really of you it yeah I, I definitely thought I need, because basically the company that sold me my molds and my molds are like like super expensive, like, five grand, I think I spent on them, and he told me I needed a compressor, so I bought a compressor, and he was like, it'll make your process a lot faster and a lot more efficient, but even till this day, I still kind of do them one by one, and I have this compressor I bought, and I've put it on Gumtree, and i put it on eBay, and nobody will buy it from me, oh. so, yeah, it's really hard you when you actually get the money. Curve. Yeah, definitely. I think you waste, that's why I'm kind of glad that I started with ten grand in investment as opposed to, like, half. A million because I just feel like <laughs> you waste so much money because you don't know what you really need at the beginning, I yeah, think, or that
1: it's not, it doesn't feel quite real because it's oh, not yeah. like money that you've saved or definitely money that you then can't eat, maybe. And, um, what's it like going into the cosmetics industry? I, as a kind of what, how old would you have been like 22? Um,
0: yeah, so when I graduated, I was 22.
1: So, I imagine. It's kind of a it's dominated by massive global corporations, isn't it? The, oh, yeah, the beauty definitely. industry. So what how did you find your way? Did you have many like role models that had set up their own little mini beauty business? Well,
0: when I um, first started, I didn't know anyone else in the beauty industry doing what I was doing. But um, as part of my degree, I did a placement year in um, Antwerp in Belgium, and I made friends with loads of like really cool um, designers and stores. Like one of my friends owns a store, the Public Image, and she did it all on her own. I know like I made friends with um, the guys who started a clothing line, a Cut Above, and they were all. I just know I knew. Knew so many kind of independent business owners, and seeing their kind of hustle made me think, yeah, I can be poor for a little while and do my own thing and create something really cool. And I definitely think that was a trigger. And I think upon graduation, like doing my market research, I found like loads of really cool brands, mostly from America, like OCC, Tarte, um, Glossier, that came out last year, and these kind of young American entrepreneurs that have kind of gone into the beauty world. And that definitely like makes me feel like I can do this. Oh hell yeah!
1: amazing and um what have you learned along the way like it must be quite hard like having to be so self-reliant oh
0: I've learned so much (laughs) like I learned I've learned that the biggest thing is to kind of keep going like every other week I'm like I can't do this anymore this is so hard and I just kind of keep going and I deal with it and I deal with things kind of like one go at a time I definitely think that um, I definitely believe now that being an entrepreneur is kind of an, an I can't say the word inevitable inevitable Inevitability. Yeah, that's it. I definitely think you need something deep inside of you. Oh, yeah, definitely. You're never going to go and work for a a boss. I don't even think it's never going to go and work. I just think because I do think you can work for someone and kind of have an entrepreneurial like spirit. But I definitely think you need to have a certain drive of making something that seems impossible like happen and make it thrive and make it a successful thing
1: yeah and reaching out to other people who are doing the the same thing yeah definitely like networking really
0: helps having really good mentors really helps like I'm really um close with Millie Kendall who was behind the brand Ruby and Millie oh yeah she's like so awesome and I am so lucky that I got to like meet her and her business partner um Anna who used to be the beauty editor of British Vogue oh yeah then she went over to the yeah, so now they've got Commercial a business. Side, yeah, yeah. And now they've got a business, um, Beauty Mart, and they re- I've met with them like um, two years ago, and now I've started working with their business, Beauty Mart, and they're just really helpful. Having people who have been in the industry for a long time really understand it and can tell you this is a really great idea, this is really going to work, or actually no, I think you should like cool down on this thing and maybe wait until you're a bit bigger. They're just really good at helping me scale. I think. And have there been any like real disasters that have stuck
1: in your memory that? you've had to overcome?
0: Um, I think something I did last year that I shouldn't have done is I went and got a graduate job because I felt that everyone had a graduate job and I felt like my business wasn't really doing well and it wasn't really growing and I just felt like it was something I needed whereas now in hindsight I know that I didn't and that was a bit... um, during the, the process, it was kind of, I had like an Indiegogo campaign at the time, at the same time and I had a pop-up at Box Park and I was just doing so much at the same time and it was really difficult, whereas I wished I had and just got got a, a f- a,
1: my business. a full-time job on top of
0: that. Yeah, so I got a full-time job as well as practically doing MDM Flow full-time Right. and that was really, like, I definitely, it wasn't impossible, but I definitely think um, it would have... Things would have worked a lot faster if I had just focused on my business as opposed to, like, getting, getting a job distracted. because that's a thing to do. Yeah. And then how long did you last in the job in the end? Less than six months. Like, on the fifth month, I was just kind of like, just, yeah, I just want to work for myself again. You had again. massive
1: bags under your eyes. Yeah.
0: You'd Literally, I think, like, during that time, I had maybe, like, two to three hours sleep every night. Like, it was so crazy.
1: Right, so you couldn't really sustain that. And then what's been, like, your biggest kind of magic moments when things that have happened that you Um, didn't dare to dream could happen
0: what has been my magic moment I think my magic moment's happening right now but it's just... Being um, in ASOS, being interviewed. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but there's just like loads of it. Like, I'm not even being sarcastic. Like, this is really cool. I love ASOS. I've been buying for them, but like, since I could not afford to buy anything, which is really cool. But then like, I've had loads of really cool retailers, some which I can't really talk about right now, but like, I'm going into Colette in Paris. I'm really excited about Amazing. that. Um, I'm going into a massive retailer in LA that everybody knows, but I can't say who they are because I signed a non-disclaimer agreement with so I'm really excited about that so yeah loads of really cool things are happening right now so it's all it's all coming together yeah amazing thanks
1: so much for chatting to us thank you for having me it's been a
0: pleasure no it's been awesome being here
1: that was Florence's big idea
0: tune in next
1: week to hear episode 5 of my big idea with superstar plus size blogger Gabby Fresh don't forget to subscribe on Acast iTunes or your favourite podcast app Bye.
0: Upwork has the world's largest network of independent professionals. So if you need a go-to designer, a video editor, or a social media specialist for 6 days or 6 months, Upwork is how. And it's basically like they're right here in your office, except they're not here here, so they can't hear Greg's remarkably loud typing. Hey, buddy. I take it back. You can hear that from anywhere. And Upwork professionals are proven, rated, and reviewed. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how...